Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 28, Bad Fur Day. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so I like what you're doing there. We're talking about video games. Like what what is that there? one? Conquer's like Bad Fur Day. Yes. That was... <laughs> That's good. That was a very inappropriate video game made from a character that made his debut in, I think, Diddy Kong's Racing? Is that right? Conquer. Yeah, and it was... For mature audiences, but it was basically this, uh, uh, is he a squirrel or something? I don't know. Some kind of deviant. Yeah, I think he's a squirrel. <laughs> and it's like it was like rated MA, the, at least Bad Fur Day was. <laughs> and it was for N64, and it was very inappropriate. I remember that, yeah. I mean, yeah. A, inappropriate for those days. It's much worse now, but. Yeah. So, if you couldn't tell already, our theme is video games. We're going to talk about our good, bad, and ugly of video games. But, first things first. I got to introduce you guys. I'm Corey Draper. With me, as always, are Colin Harmon. Hello. And Wes Allen. Bossa Nova. And we're so excited <laughs> you could join Nova? us. <laughs> Sorry, I stepped on you there. But <laughs> we're so excited you could join us. Uh, we're going to talk about, like I said, video games, good, ba- or good, bad, and ugly video games. And we're also going to have a little fun trivia game Ooh. today where it's going to pit me versus Wes. Yeah. But we're going to start out uh, with kind of like our first sponsor-ish. Oh, yeah. It's very in line with our last episode. <laughs> yes, it is, actually. Our last episode was about advertising, and this uh, is kind of a sponsorship, but kind of not really. It's a friend of mine named Jordan. He invented this thing that I really love and I want to tell you guys about. So I don't know if you guys knew this. A lot of us who grew up in the 80s and 90s now have beards. I don't. I can't grow one. Go on. Except for Colin. <laughs> But I endorse it. And you know, two out of three people have beards. <laughs> so, you know, in the eighties, the the big thing was was the good, was the uh, was the mustache, right? Mm-hmm. And you got Tom Selleck. Nineties, it was more like the goatee. Yeah, that or was like the little soul patch. Yeah. So right now, I feel like the full beard is is a thing. The yeah. butt cut. My beard currently is as long as it's ever been. And usually because it annoys me so much when it gets to a certain length that yeah. I just have to chop it off. But I've allowed it to grow this long because my friend Jordan inv- invented this thing called the beard balm brush, mm. which basically it's beard wax yes. made into this brush. Ooh. And what's great about it is it like doesn't get anything on your hands or make it sticky or anything. And you just kind of comb it through hmm. your beard. And it's made of all natural ingredients and it's locally sourced beeswax and it styles, conditions – and moisturizes, and it smells great, and uh, I I really dig it. It's uh, patent pending, so it's there's nothing else like it on the market yet. No steelsies. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's great. I totally totally recommend it. And uh, another thing too is that my wife like really likes my beard. She yeah. also has been a like. She also has a beard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I married her. I, I met her at a circus. She Not likes really. it too. <laughs> yeah. She. Uh, but anyway, she comments on my beard, and she. Hates it when I grow it a certain length as well, oh, okay. but she's let me grow it this long because the beard bomb brush has made it a lot softer, a lot smoother. How about that? And I'm a big fan of it, and he's trying to get it off the ground. He just started a website, beardbombbrush.com, and uh, you should check it out. And Wes, I know you don't have one yet, but maybe we I can don't. convince. You just have a beard. Maybe. I do have beards. Well, maybe we yeah, can, multiple beards. Yeah, yeah, we can convince Jordan <laughs> Every color. to. I I do have something called beard butter, but I hate using it because like it's basically just like pomade for your beard, but like you have to use your hands, and mm. I, I hate that because it yeah. gets 
your fingers so crappy. Like, mm. yeah. Well, and that's what's great about this thing is it's like, like a you, toy sticky. You, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My action figures have all this like grease and must all over it. <laughs> That's <laughs> <It's> disgusting. <awful. laughs> well, no longer. Yes. Because you know if we can get sticky free, hands. if we can get a beard balm brush for you, uh, you will be able to just brush your beard with it, and it's no longer all over your hands, and it's great. I really. What's the website it. again? I need to get one. Beardbalmbrush.com. So now we're on to something really fun, and all we've right. been doing this a lot recently. And we've tried different iterations where it's been Wes versus Colin. It's been uh, me versus Colin. Yep. <laughs> but now it's going to be me versus Wes. Dun, dun, dun. And this is general pop culture 80s, 90s trivia. There's not really a theme to this one. Yes. And Colin is the question master this time around. Yes. I'm the master of questions and ceremonies. So we're going to. What is your quest? Ah, what is your quest? Do you want to rock, paper, or scissors to see who goes sure. first? Or? Yeah. Okay. Colin, you're going to have to One commentate. out of one. I'm here go, to officiate. Go after, go after three. A best right. out of one? After three. I'll count it out. Okay. Not on three, but after. Okay. One, two, three. Ooh. Uh, I, had, I had scissors. Wes had paper. So choose that who do you want to go yeah. first. Do you want to go first or would you like to go second? I want to go first. All right. Better, Wes. I'll first it is. Now get the heck out of here. Don't knock over my ecto cooler. I would never do that. That so, would be a waste of precious resources in the United States of America. Wes is now exiting... Our isolation chamber. All right. He's not getting into one. We're actually in one. Yeah, we're actually in one, and he is out free in the world. Okay, Corey Draper, I have seven questions for you. If we have a tiebreaker, we will need it, and I have it ready. But uh, I will read them, and you will respond. There's no more. Do you have a timer? Are you are you timing this? I am watching that timer right there, and I will make it happen. So you have one minute. If we run out, great, and I will stop you. Or if we make it, we'll keep going. And the timer starts after you read the first question, correct? After I start the... Okay. (laughs) I appreciate that. You're very familiar with the rules. I I am. I created the game, so... One minute and... (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question one. What is the primary flavor ingredient for the soft drink Surge? Sugar. (laughs) Incorrect. (laughs) Flavor ingredient. Uh, The O.J. Simpson (laughs) trial took place in Los Angeles in 1994 and was nationally televised for eight months straight. What was the name of the lead prosecutor? The lead prosecutor. Yes. The defendant is this the the lawyer? Yes. Or is, okay. The prosecutor. The defendant was uh, Johnny Cochran, but uh, I don't know. Uh, pass. All right. Shoot. Uh, three. What kind of animal was Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life? He was a wallaby. That is correct. Yeah, right. on the board. Question four. Titanic was the highest grossing movie in the 1990s. What was the second highest grossing movie in the 1990s? Ooh, Waterworld? Mm, incorrect. Ah. Question five. A portion of whose ear did Mike Tyson bite off during a boxing match? Evander Holyfield. That is correct. Question six. How many Friday the 13th movies are there? Eight? Incorrect. Dang. That was close, though. Uh, who voices... Gizmo in Gremlins. Wes is going to get this, and I'm not. I don't know. Pass. All right. Do you want to go back in any? You have 10 seconds. Uh, Lead prosecutor. See, Judge Ito, Kato Kalen, Johnny Cochran. What are the names from these people? (laughs) You know a lot of them. That's pretty good. Uh, And I didn't watch the people versus OJ. I don't know. All right. Time. Dang it. That's it. All right. Oh, I did terrible. Wes, you can come back in. Gosh. All right. You can stay in. That was not bad. There's a little, there's a good spattering, uh, but there's a little, some challenges there. Could you hear it there at all? <laughs> of course not, because we have very high quality facilities at our disposal. Just for this game. Uh, yeah, seriously, we built this entire contraption <laughs> only so we can have isolation 
because west going farther away was just not an option you have yeah. a you have a tall hill to climb my friend all right so i will keep this score over here where you cannot see it and okay as you know we have the rules we have one minute and there are seven questions and the time starts the one minute starts right after i finish reading the first question okay are you ready i'm ready all right Let's question one what is the prim primary flavor ingredient for the soft drink surge uh, gosh, avocado. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Question two. The O.J. Simpson trial took place in Los Angeles in 1994 and was nationally televised for eight months straight. What was the name of the lead prosecutor? I don't know. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> what, uh, question three. What kind of animal was Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life? A wallaby. Correct. Uh, question four. Titanic was the highest grossing movie of the 1990s. What was the second highest grossing movie of the 1990s? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Mm. Gosh, I'm getting terrible. Just guess what? Braveheart. Incorrect. Uh, a portion of whose ear did Mike Tyson bite off during a boxing match? Vander Holyfield. That is correct. How he many... lived in Fayetteville. Oh, interesting. How many Friday the 13th movies are there? Total? Total. Uh, there are... Uh, there's eight if you count the Friday the 13th name. But mm. ten if you count Jason movies. Oof. Eleven if you count Freddy versus okay, Jason. Okay, should we give it the so point what, there? So what is your final... <laughs> wow, so what is your final answer? Uh, Total. Eight. Ah, incorrect. You said it, though. It's 11. Uh, who voices Gizmo and Gremlins? Uh... Ah, voice of Bobby. Ah, what's his name? Oh. Uh, Six seconds. Ah. <laughs> Howie Mandel. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh, you got it. <laughs> you just beat Corey Draper by one point Dang with it. Howie Mandel. <laughs> I was holding on to that one. That was pretty good, okay. guys. That was very close. But the surge one. Was it like yellow five or something? Uh, citrus. Oh. Citrus. Yep, it's primary flavor. Of course, yellow five avocado. It took me a while. <laughs> It took me a while to figure that out. I tried to like uh, say that question so that flavor was prominent. But okay, I, I want to guess. I want I want us to try to keep guessing that second highest grossing film. Yeah. So, so I it, guessed Waterworld. That was not it. Yep. Because I just remember that. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a warning. You guys are going to be disappointed that this is the oh, movie. Oh no! Um, disappointed. Of the nineties. Of the nineties. As a hint, so you don't say it. Surf Ninjas? Jurassic. Jurassic. <laughs> He's <so> disappointed. <laughs> Jurassic Park is number three. I was going to say Jurassic Park. But, yeah. Uh, gosh, I don't know. Would you like me to tell you? Go ahead. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom oh, Menace. Oh, gosh dang it. That was 99. Yep, it was. You know, and I that guess, is disappointing. <laughs> it is disappointing, I right? guess Waterworld. I like Titanic way much, right? much better. I guess Waterworld because I was thinking cost the most. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Ice grossing. Um, which that probably actually would be pretty accurate. Uh, so Friday the Thirteenth movies is correct. It is eleven. So technically, I could give you that one. Yeah. Because he wins anyway. You because win. there's uh, there's Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, Jason takes Manhattan, which is eight. Yeah. And then nine was Jason goes to hell, and nine, I mean so ten, amazing. Jason X, and then there's Jason versus Freddy. Freddy versus Jason. We get it. You got it right. Shut up! I'm so amazed by the fact that you know all of that. <laughs> what else didn't we get? Oh, it was the lead prosecutor. Oh, yeah. Do you know the lead prosecutor of the O.J. Simpson trial? I don't know at all. I, I've run out of names. I don't know. Marsha Clark. 
Marsha Clark. Ah, that does sound familiar. You know, if I Marcia, got caught Marcia, up, Marcia. if I got caught up in the hype that everybody else did about OJ Simpson over the last year or two, mm-hmm. I would have probably remembered. It is good. I have not watched any of the OJ Simpson stuff. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Which I need to. Yep. Cool. Good bad, job, guys. Bad retro host. <laughs> well done, Wes. Yeah. You're all winners in my eyes. I almost Aww. didn't get it. It's true. Are you, I so are you? I guess you're. Are you undefeated for this game? I guess so. Mm, judges. I think so. I am Ofer, so. <laughs> I only e- won the Disney one. That's e- not really fair. Even Collins won one. Dang it. <laughs> okay, well, moving on to our main topic. We're going to be talking about video games. We've talked about video games a little bit before, but not in this format. We're going to uh, do good, bad, and ugly. We're going to talk about the ones that we really liked, the ones that are kind of guilty pleasures, and the ones that we played but were just horrible and never should see the light of day again. Uh, so we'll just kick it off. With the good. Yeah. Who wants, to, who wants to start? Good is a good place. Uh, I can probably start with a gimme that I feel like all of us would add to our list if we had the option, so yeah. I'll just kick out with it. Uh, Super Mario Kart, specifically for Super mm, Nintendo. Yep. Yes. Like, absolutely changed the way that I played video games with my friends. Like, it took video games from, like, something I did to, like, go in my room and just escape and do my own thing for a while to, like, this huge social thing that I did with my friends where we, like, we'd make brackets and tournaments and, like... <laughs> Uh, racing against the ghost was one of those things because, mm. like, your friend would set the ghost, oh, yeah. and it would be like, "How did they get that line?" It's incredible. Or like, I first learned about drifting from that, yeah, which I had never even like. Tokyo Drift is like you know a thing later on, but like learning how to drift with a uh, CG character, I didn't ever even heard of that concept. Like, it was really formative for me. I feel like I loved racing games after that. Gran Turismo, it got a pretty deep dive after that point, but. Uh, that whole uh, dynasty, if you will, about um, Super Mario Kart, every version of that game that they have released, whether it's on N64 or GameCube or the Wii or the Wii U, has gotten better and better and better. And that is yeah. very rare in like games and sequels in general, but certainly in sequels of games, do the sequels do better. It's pretty amazing how they have... Like, built on that franchise because so I'll, well. I'll play you know like i played the one that was on uh gamecube and i'm they're saying like oh a new one's coming for wii and i'm like how could it be better and it's better and i'm <laughs> like i just played the one for wii u like mario kart 8 and it is better like oh my gosh they're just it's incredible how they've really kept their quality yeah. high do you have a go-to racer uh i always used to race with princess peach and and or uh <laughs> but when he came out i kind of switched to waluigi mm. Why I, was, is that? I'll, I'll, I don't know if I have a whole lot of reasoning. I liked Princess Peach because, like, I looked up the you know the properties about the racers or whatever, and her <laughs> and Yoshi have like fastest acceleration, which not necessarily fastest top speed, but that would if you ever got bonked, they would get going again the fastest, mm. which happened a ton in the races. And so for me, it was like I know this is going to happen. I don't know that I'm always going to get a breakaway, so that I'm going to be the fastest like Donkey Kong and Bowser. You nerd! Why do I have the stats in my head? Um, so I feel it, like Bowser was the worst. It's like he was heavy. They and were like, fast, but they were not yeah. good accelerators. Yeah. And I think so. I think for me, that was a huge reason why. While Luigi had the same properties, so did uh, uh, he had the same properties as Princess Peach and Yoshi. So that's why I kind of was able to switch to him. What, what that's an, that brings up another point about why that game is so so good is because everybody had their racer. Like yes. everybody had the one they wanted. And it wasn't always. I remember the original one. It was kind of like slam dunk. Yoshi was the best, or at least I felt like that along yeah. with my like along with my friends. But everyone seems to have the one that they like yeah. the most, and it's it's usually different. People loved uh, Toad for a while. Like that was a big one. Koopa. Yeah, I was mm. Toad. Like I felt like since he was smaller, it was ah. like he would move faster. But it wasn't always the case. Yeah. 
That's good. Yeah, so that's a that's a great one to start out with. Man, is it a dynasty? Uh, my good one is a little game called Twisted Metal. Uh-huh. Ooh. Did y'all play Twisted Metal? I did only, play Twisted only Metal. Only a little bit. Twisted that Metal was like a demolition derby with like a Mortal Kombat edge to it. The whole point of the game was to destroy other cars with like missiles, bombs, and to like crash into them. And I remember I had a hard time picking between a PlayStation 1 and a Nintendo 64 because they came out about the same time. And I remember at the time you could rent game systems at Blockbuster at the time. I don't know if you knew that. I did. But just like a game or a movie, you could go and rent it and you would take home like this plastic briefcase with the game (laughs) console. So I tried out out both, but Twisted Metal was like exclusive to PlayStation. So in the end, I ended up going with the PlayStation just for that game. Oh, wow. And I remember one summer my friend would – sleep over at my house like a ton and we would stay up super late just just playing twisted metal and because it was just like one of those games that was always entertaining it just never got old or boring Mm -hmm. so it was just like a really awesome game and it always had like a technique to it like i would always like hide in the corner and just like shoot anybody (laughs) that would go by and yeah that's good rad game so my i I really struggled finding it good just because there were so many that i thought could qualify yeah and I've already talked about my love for Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. Zelda. So I won't go into that one, although that one's probably my top. I could talk about GoldenEye, but that one is just a universally loved one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I tried to go personal here, and I thought about the Madden games, but there isn't, like, since they come out every year, yeah. it's hard to pick which one. But then that made me think of the original NFL Blitz. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. was awesome. That was a football game for. Even people that aren't sports fans. Yeah, I mean, I played it was that. like Street Fighter football almost. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> That's well said. It was it was so great because you could just like drop kick people mm-hmm. even after the the whistle had been blown. You can hit A B A B A B and the people just dive tackle everybody. <laughs> yeah. And it was just basically all passing. Yeah. There was like no running. You just everybody split out wide. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw it deep. You just keep every throwing it. Hit, Hail Marys, the yeah. da, the uh, da bomb was the yeah. like the the go to like nine route. Everybody go Hail Mary. I haven't thought about that. And then it's just like you could – somebody could tackle or could catch it, but if you tackle them within a certain amount of time, they they could drop the ball, and it was – it was awesome. It, you know what? It was the football equivalent to NBA Jam because it right. was like Love. everything right. that you wanted to do in that sport like to the extreme. Yep. And like playing those types of games at arcades was like a wild time because yep. everybody would like be flipping out and yeah. it would be like a party. Oh, yeah. It's really a shame that I got killed and it did because, well, I think it's twofold and I haven't really looked too far into it, but it might have been too violent, A, but also EA Sports like pretty much monopolized the NFL most sports around I think it was 2005 or 06 where it was like no more. Only we can make NFL games. Is that true? Yeah. So really? They, they're the only ones that can make NFL games. And so NFL Blitz, they tried to make more where it was just generic and, you know, had like Barry Sanders on the cover or something, but it just never did as well because you didn't have actual NFL teams. It was just more fun when it was your favorite players just oh, yeah. <laughs> drop kicking each other. Gotcha. So, um, but it, it was, I mean, the original and even, you know, like Blitz 2000, just everyone that was probably in 64 era. They oh, just so much fun, man. So games like Madden aren't on anything but Wii, or is it just NFL licensed games? So yeah, there it's it's all anything that has an NFL logo or NFL teams 
is just like EA Sports has the rights to it. That's crazy. So, I mean, it, you know, it can go across. I think they have Madden for all platforms, but yeah, yeah it's it's only and so that also killed. And this is kind of tangen- t- tangential, but it also killed one of the best sports games, one of the best and most underrated football games, and this is widely held, which was uh, NFL 2K5, which was, uh, I guess, built by ESPN, like ESPN kind of. Oh, interesting. And it was, I guess, 2K Sports as well. Yeah. At least I think it was. Uh, my memory is blurry. But anyway, it had Terrell Owens on the cover, and it was different than EA Sports Madden games, different gameplay, but better. Really? It was better gameplay. I never played a lot of those. And it was only $19.99. It was only $20. Wow. The, the game presentation was better. The gameplay was better. And it, I, I think it was starting to sell more, and that's why I think EA Sports you know, kind of swooped uh, in and did the exclusive mm. deal with the NFL. But anyway, uh. that's for another day. <laughs> NFL Blitz is my good. And also, just another thing, this says a lot about me. I, I'm never really into Zelda-esque games where it takes me hours and hours and hours and hours and hours yeah. to, to finally beat it. NFL and sports games are perfect for me because I can play it for 30 minutes and will have accomplished something. We'll right. have won the game mm. and I can put it down. I don't yeah. like sitting for hours at a time. So That makes sense. On with the bad. Yeah. Uh, so my bad, so bad that it's good in my own personal opinion. Mm. So bad. Is, I've mentioned it, I think, in the past, but the game Uniracers, where you're basically a unicycle and you're... <laughs> <laughs> have you played this game? No, okay. no but I've I heard think, of it. I think I've mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, Uniracers, because basically you're a unicycle that your your face is the bike seat and so you can look back. You're actually racing like there's two players. And you're I've just had that point of view before. Naturally, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like a big side scroller and you're like racing on these little like colorful striped tubes. And the more tricks that you do, the faster you get to go, which is kind of a thing. And so it had like this really shredding like uh, soundtrack that would go underneath all of it. And the whole game was so simple and so kind of like really a dumb concept of uni- unicycles with no one on them racing each other. But it was super fun. It basically was Mario Kart sideways, I think, in my brain with one wheel, <laughs> which is probably why I liked yeah. it. Yeah. But like it's one of those things where people like had heard of it, kind of, but no one ever like rented it. Yeah, that. I think right. I would remember seeing the cover art And for me it. and my brother rented that every weekend, I felt like. It was like always late, and it was late because of us. And we're like, <laughs> we would return it on Thursday, and it's like Friday night, and we're like, why isn't it back out? <laughs> like, like, we're just we're bur- the only people that play it! <laughs> it really was. They should have just given it to us, but... Oh man, we rented that game all the time. It was, it was such a dumb game, but gosh, we had so many hours of mm. playing that. Like to where my thumbs would hurt from like trying to do sliding on the controller, yeah. doing super like combinations, and like you kind of memorize how long you have to fall. And, <laughs> oh, so dumb, but so fun. Gosh. Loved it. That's a good example of a guilty pleasure. It for was sure. for sure. Uh, my bad is a game called Comics Zone with an X. <laughs> Uh, Comic Zone was basically a side-scrolling beat-em-up style game that was exclusive to Sega Genesis, <laughs> and it Never was it was set up like a comic book. So you would it would be a sc- side-scrolling, so you would hop from panel to panel oh, like a clever. comic book. Yeah, that's cool. And a monster hand would come in on the screen and draw like whatever enemy you had to fight, and it even had like the speech bubbles and oh, wow. all that for all the it's dialogue. And he would play a dude named Sketch Turner who had a long blonde ponytail with round sunglasses. Uh That sounds sketch. It's very 90s. And you would pick up iced tea to restore his health. (laughs) (laughs) And he had a pet rat called Roadkill that would would help him discover like little hidden items. Uh, and I remember always seeing this ad f- for the game in actual comic books and in like GamePro magazine. The game was like okay, 
But once you kind of got past the like comic book gimmick, like it was pretty repetitive. But I still loved playing it. It had a super like shredding uh, soundtrack. Yeah, too. that was like a big part of the game. It seemed like. But that's, it's that's, all MIDI. It's a really cool concept for a game. I yeah. Wonder, like, it doesn't sound familiar, but it's it's interesting to me that I haven't really heard of it. Um, at least I don't think I have anyway. But, uh, okay, so I almost feel like for these, we, like, we need to go by console because there, I could, there's, like, categories for this in every console. Mm-hmm. But I, I chose this as my bad because the console as a whole, it was a guilty pleasure for me. <laughs> and it was a game from the Sega Saturn. Ooh, not Dreamcast. And it was a, a game I got for free because I bought the Sega Saturn. Uh-huh. The reason I bought the Sega Saturn was for three games because it came with th- three free games. And I think they were just desperate because N64 was out. And <laughs> Please, I was somebody buy this. Yep. So it worked on me. I was like, three free games? I'm going to get the Saturn. So I got the Saturn, and it came with Virtua Cup, Virtua Fighter, and Daytona USA. Ooh. And actually kind of all three of these are my bad because (laughs) they were not great and they're ripoffs of other, like, genres. But if I had to pick one, I'll say Virtua Fighter. Hmm. So, you know, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Tekken, no thanks. I went with Virtua Fighter. (laughs) And it was just Sega's... Wasn't that, like, kind (sighs) of... I should look it up. I was going to say, isn't that kind of like trying to be Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat-ish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just Sega's fighting game, and it was their own made-up characters. It was almost like Tekken. Yeah, it was very, very much like Tekken. Yeah. And I never got into Tekken, but man, I got into Virtua Fighter. Played it all the time. That's funny. All the time. And, I mean, that goes with Virtua Cop and Daytona USA as well. I mean, I played the heck out of all three of those. Yeah. And I I got the Saturn also because I, I had the Genesis and I loved it so much I wanted to stay. Like, they, they were my loyal brand and that was wrong. Uh, <laughs> wrong place to, you know, hitch my wagon on. But it was, I mean, I I definitely played the crap out of that Sega Saturn and it, it was mainly due to these three games. And they were, compared to their competitors, probably not great at all. But uh, I had a lot of fun with them. Yeah. Was Saturn what came directly after Genesis? Yeah. Well, I mean, you had the, like, 32X or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you had, like, Sega CD, which was kind of short-lived, yeah. I think, because they kind of just trashed it. Did anybody actually them. have that? <laughs> I remember right. seeing the games in Blockbuster, but yeah. no, I never knew anybody that had a Sega CD. I, mean, I think Sega CD was just the same bit bits, right? Like, it was, like, 32 bits. I think you would, like, attach it to your Genesis, yeah, something I think. Like, that. like, you would have, like, this little thing that uh, you right, would extension. attach to it. Yeah. And except it was just CDs and not cartridges. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. wasn't, like, uh, Daytona... The Daytona game wasn't that more like uh, Cruising USA. It was like a mock-up of that, or like a mock of that, or it was. Just a copy? I'd say of the things that it was similar to, it was that. I mean, it, it, Cruising USA had its own kind of unique style to it. But yeah, I mean, Daytona USA was just you know its own racing a, game, and you just see a NASCAR game. It was in it was in arcades, you know, and it might even still be. It was. I mean, it was out there in arcades, but it was just basically a, a regular. It wasn't even NASCAR affiliated. It was just you had a circle track, but you also had road tracks on it and it was just a, I mean it was yeah there's nothing special about it it was just a racing game hmm. I used to play it with my dad all the time play it with my brother all the time I don't even like racing games <laughs> uh, alright so moving on to what I would say is my ugly and kind of in the same situation this is basically coming out of the fact that I had no consoles beyond a Nintendo <laughs> and Super Nintendo so that's why all these are kind of older games no others matter that's really true <laughs> Uh, so my ugly, because it's a terrible, terrible game, 
is Super Mario Bros. 2. <laughs> yes. It is an awful... Uh, I almost put that in my bad category. Well, you would have chosen poorly because it is an ugly, terrible uh, game. Oh, oh, yeah, because gosh. like I didn't even own that one. I went straight from Super Mario Bros. to, to 3. Yeah. Oh, yeah, most people did. Well, I, I almost put that in my bad category because I got it for my birthday one year and I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I, I remember having that game and being and like getting it because there was Super Mario Bros which was super fun. And then I remember playing Super Mario Bros 2 and getting it and being so excited that it was going to be yep. as good as the first one and it is terrible. And I actually like for a <laughs> while stopped playing video games because of it. Wow. I was like it's too hard, it's too dumb, it doesn't make sense. I wish I had the princess all the time because like she can float for a while, yeah, but what does that Luigi. actually do me any good? Yeah, Luigi's all slow cuz gravity sucks for him yeah. or whatever. And then I was like, Ugh. and then Super Mario Bros. Three came out, yeah. Yeah. and I was totally like, redeemed yourself. The world is amazing. <laughs> like everything's incredible, and like that game is incredible. And yes. the reason I almost had Mario Three as my good, by the way, it is a good one. <laughs> and the reason that Super Mario Bros. Two is so bad, it is because it is a report and copy of another game from Japan. It uh, is not a genuinely true Mario game. Yeah, just you saying Super Mario Brothers two gives me like bad feelings in my stomach. Like I, <laughs> I don't know why. I just have like such bad taste. It towards was so it. weird. Yes. it was a really weird game. Yes, it was a copy of the game called Doki Doki Panic, which is like yeah. they basically. <laughs> I know you've heard of it, <laughs> but basically it's a. My I old stomping it grounds. <laughs> <laughs> my old name in high school, uh, but it's a matter of like. They just like it's the same gameplay. It like they just remapped the pixels for the characters. Like everything about it, levels wise, looks identical. Wow. Even the colors, the colors are different. The characters are different. That's it. It is. It is so sad. I think they were just trying to like quickly port something that already exists that found some kind of success in some small town in Japan, and then they're like, "America will love this. We will give this game to them." And they were wrong. Like, Believe we me. All, we all bought it. Believe me, you're gonna love it. Mexico's gonna pay for it. Uh, maybe uh, that's an indication of like how not into video games I ended up being. Is just that I liked it. And, uh, it was you know, so bad was, to me. Uh, anyway. It really like. For a while, until, I mean, for a while, air quotes, like, it ruined, I'm like, oh no, Mario was ruined, it'll never succeed after yeah. this. I was wrong, yeah. but, oh. man, that was a terrible game. All right, really quickly, I'm going to say mine, just because I don't have really much to say on it. Um, so, sorry to skip you, Wes, but we'll, no, that's we'll fine. end This one you. will be a little bit longer, so okay. you can go ahead and So, my little. ugly, basically, was the Jurassic Park video game. Do you remember this? Like the one you yeah. sit in, in the arcade? No, oh. uh, it was like for Sega Genesis. Is that there. where like the T-Rex is chasing you? Yeah, and you're like, there's raptors. It was a, it was a side yeah. scroller. Yeah, yeah. And all I remember from it was it was so hard, I like threw my controller a few times and just <laughs> gave up on it. I could not get past like the third level. So that yeah, was Yeah, it was a own. very frustrating yeah. game. Like it, video games should make you like feel a little bit of joy, but it just was yeah, just. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, rage quit it. Yeah. So. Anyway, that's all I had to say. That, yeah. <laughs> that is one I never played. I, I didn't want to end on that. Was so it I, on Sega, right? So yeah, Sega yeah. and Super Nintendo, I yeah. believe. Okay. All right. Uh, for my ugly, it's kind of a weird one for my pick because I've never actually played this game. Um, but it's kind of a pop culture urban legend that is Ooh. like associated with it. Okay. And that game is E.T. the game oh, yeah. on Atari. I've heard the legend. Oh. And... It's oftentimes referred to as the worst video game of all time. <laughs> and the, the thing is, the game designer, uh, Howard Scott Warshaw, who was famous for making a lot of uh, Atari's best games, was asked to make the E.T. game to be sold by Christmas season in 1982. Hmm. 
but he only had five weeks to make it. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. That's crazy. And so he like designed the game, got it approved by Steven Spielberg himself and wow. everything. And so it released that Christmas in 1982. And they made a ton of copies of these because they thought they were going to sell like yeah. hotcakes, which they did. But they were still they weren't still able to sell enough of their inventory. And to to take it much further, it was an awful game. It got really bad reception, and even a ton of people would return the game. Wow. So the That's urban rough. legend part of it was that the game did so poorly that it basically like made Atari go out of business. And because they had millions of copies of ET, the rumor was that they buried all of their <laughs> remaining copies in a landfill in New Mexico. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was uh, the, the um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark kind yeah, of yeah, exactly. like warehouse yeah. lost among all these and other artifacts. A couple of years ago, there was a documentary called Atari Game Over that was about this situation and trying to discover if this rumor was true. And so they went through all this like very detailed uh, things to like find where this location was, like based on old photos that were taken of this That's situation amazing. and like digging through random locations to see if they could find something that was like around the time of yeah. this event. And they, and they found a newspaper that was from like a week later buried in there. So they're like, okay, this must be the spot where it is. And so they did all that heavy duty digging and they had to get like permission from the city because there could be like rancid dead, like toxic things in there. Yeah. And you know how New Mexico is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, bad. <laughs> but they ended up finding the games. And <laughs> of course the ur urban legend was extremely exaggerated because like a lot of it was Atari games and parts, but only about 10% of it was ET games. Uh, still, that's pretty <laughs> but, crazy though. Yeah. But I love the idea there's like a, like the elephant graveyard of Atari somewhere in New Mexico. Is yeah. Nuts. <laughs> and it, it's a really good documentary. You should watch anybody that's listening nuts. to this podcast would really enjoy it's that called game game over. Yeah. It's Atari. on Netflix right now. So oh, wow. yeah, it's really good. Interesting. Yeah. Link so. that up. Well, wow, it's crazy. That's a great ugly to end on. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> urban, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> urban legend confirmed. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, I, love, I love urban pop culture, yeah. urban legend stuff. <laughs> that's it's so great. good. Um, okay. Well, that wraps it up for us. Uh, please let us know what were what was your good, bad, and ugly video games. Contact us uh, at Twitter at PassForwardCast. And on Facebook, you can find us. On Instagram, you can find us. We have an email, PassForwardCast at AOL.com. I don't say the email a whole lot, so, but... Now you have. You know, we have an AOL. I think that makes us legitimate as yeah. a retro podcast. As 90s as possible. Yeah. Yeah, so we get it, extra health for that one. <laughs> yeah, so email us, talk to us, long form. It's uh, it's it's fun. We love engaging with everybody and talking about these nerdy pop culture retro things. Mm -hmm. So I think that wraps it up for us. So until next time, Ninja Vanish, Game GD. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Snorks. <laughs> <laughs>